Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 221. As we wander Pegasus Galaxy words today, it seems Brad will not be able to join us, so it's just me and Mike. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Gatecast. Yeah, we'd hope Brad would be joining us, but times have changed a bit, and he's probably rolling down Australia's highways. Indeed. Don't play with the wasabi peanuts, Alan. Tonight's nibbles will be faintly sour worms, which I got in little, a largest box of wasabi peanuts. <laughs> oh, appetising. I can gauge that. You can let me know if it's a bad idea or a good idea. Well, without just opening the container. Yeah, that were opening the container. You could have opened the container before we started recording. Well, that's true. I could have. Yes, you could have. Tendency to close itself again, so I had to kind of jam it behind something. Cut the lid off. I'm really not going to eat this number of peanuts tonight. <laughs> I'm serious. There's about a quarter pound of the bloody things here. Peanuts don't weigh much individually. I mean, seriously, there's no way I get through them all. <laughs> Halfway through the episode, I really fancy a drink now. Oh, I have liquid on standby. That's planning. Of course it is. It's wasabi bloody peanuts. It's one of the few spicy things I've managed to find in this country. I'm not sure the peanut will be mic compatible, as in microphone, not as in you. Although I don't know if you're that keen on wasabi either. I don't think I've ever had it. Um, no, no, I haven't had it. Really? You've never had green peanuts? No, I've never had green peanuts. A lot of bars have them. Mostly because they make you thirsty and make you buy more beer. This is a good quarter pound plastic thing. And well, less than three quid. So I was like, I'll have that. And then you went looking for another bag. No. Wasabi. Kekende. Whatever the hell that means. I have now found two kinds of, although one of them I got in little, so I don't know the count. But I found a candy here which doesn't contain licorice. That's a bit of a rarity, isn't it? Aye, aye. At this point, assignments are starting to seriously ramp up. I haven't to curtail my social activities. And my ingress. Oh, yes. I won't say it's your obsession, but it certainly picks your free time up. Yeah, but I covered, what, how far is Manchester from Liverpool? Not far. I'd be guessing at around 50 miles, if that. Then I've covered there and back twice since the 15th of February. We're basically walking back and forth between two groups of portals for about two hours. Lovely. Yep. Walk, tap, hack, walk, tap, hack, walk, tap, hack. Passes the time, though. More people came along and joined us. They're probably thinking, what the, what the hell are they doing? They they came along with the two young kids. Finnish, bad English, my bad Swedish, and some strange mishmash of all three. International playtime. Yes. Oh yes, before I forget, with our wrap-up shows due to be recorded very soon, we've got our two polls running. The Stargate Atlantis Season 2 favourite episode, and the Stargate SG-1 Season 9 favourite episode. The links to the polls are on the website, they're also posted on the Facebook and Google Plus page and we will be constantly tweeting them. The free Twit polls have a limited amount of votes and a limited duration, so please get your votes in quick, we would love to hear what you think, for inclusion in the wrap-up shows. You have a reply to your tweet? Yeah, so I do. Hmm. Matthew Romero, oh man, one of SGA's finer moment episodes. It could have been good. <laughs> okay, this doesn't fill me with joy. 
I'd rather not have read that until we were at least 20 minutes in. Now I'm really not looking forward to this. <laughs> hi, I'm Nuke Chas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We're more of like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Uh, antagonist. Not really a guest. Matty Bites. Nimlast.org I pressed pause, damn it. I know what happened there. I pressed pause and it didn't appear to pause, so I pressed pause again. Which, of course... <laughs> Unpause. Yes. As is always the case. Indeed. Watching too much West Wing. I'm into season five now. Oh. An event I did remember was... Zoe being kidnapped, Martin Sheen stepping down to make way for John Candy. Rather prophetic. John? Was it John Candy? No, it wasn't John Candy. It was uh, Roseanne's husband. Goodman? Yeah, John Goodman. Which one died? John Candy. Ah, because I thought it was oddly prophetic that his character says I'm one prime rib dinner away from a cardiac event. Do you think I was a bit harsh with my response to Brad on Twitter? What did you say? After you responded and said, yeah, looks like it, I responded and said, 7 p.m. E.T., 5 p.m. GMT, silly A.M. Victoria time. Oh, right. And then he said, so 5 p.m. Mike's time? And I replied, gently indicate responsible. No, he knows you well enough. Well, he probably knows it was me rather than you. Yeah, we definitely tweet style-wise very differently. I don't know if you saw that thing about riff tracks being employed by National Geographic. Yes, I did. As soon as I saw riff tracks, I thought, oh, Michael liked that. Yeah, I'm actually watching broadcast television, Cosmos, on a Sunday. Gasp. I know. I'm having to fast forward through the commercials. It's not, it's not on. Maybe they just had the new episodes. I didn't know it was there. But I found The Guild on US Netflix. Now, I've saw, even though I adore Felicia Day deeply, not quite to a stalker level, but the way The Guild is distributed present, unless you actually buy the DVDs, it's too bitty. You just have episode, 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 you know, click next, click next. Some bits and play this, but what Netflix have done is they've neatly edited every season together into a single sort of 45 minutes there and a quarter, depending on the season episode, and they've added in some extra bits. Yeah, I kind of lost interest with that last season when she went to work for that. That, 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 that. I've only watched season one. You're kidding me. I'm not. It was too busy. It was too annoying to watch. Season one. <laughs> Sat down and watched season one again in one solid go. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, it's entirely possible I'll have finished it by Thursday. I watched them in a, a tabletop. Yeah? With Felicia? Yeah, and they're playing a zombie game, and she was driving him crazy. They <laughs> <laughs> were hilarious. Making up this whole life story for this zombie. Instead of bringing him out to play the game, her and Will were playing the zombies, and the other two were humans trying to escape. One of their characters spent the whole game in uh, the doctor's surgery, reading the magazines and... Doing all sorts of nonsense. Well, Dr. Surgery is secure. That was a zombie. Oh. Yeah, you know, instead of coming out and chasing people down. Well, she did write the whole guild thing, didn't she? Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You know you're doing a good thing when Will starts wearing. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we should probably get on with it. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm all set to go. Uh, as per usual, a blank screen. Mm-hmm. Probably disguise my mind when I sit down to the exam tomorrow. Oh, let's hope not. Uh, it's a mini test. I don't have to pass it. Useful if you do, though, I would imagine. Uh, not as such, because I didn't pass the last one. <laughs> In honour of that, yeah. 
på svenska. Tre, två, ett, klicky. Um, ah, the thingy. Camp. Village. Yes. Oh, <laughs> a rather ticked off looking Rodney. Be careful, Rodney. Sunscreen. Mm-hmm. And they needed it. Very uh, hot day. It's one of the reasons they recorded under the shade. This about sums it up, huh? This is the Zero Avenue and 200 location. I believe it's also where they filmed the Sudan Village and maybe Epiphany. <laughs> you look like one of the great and washed. They can't all be planets with cool technology and open-minded women. I don't see why not. It's always helpful, though, isn't it, Shepard? Come on. He, what? he looks a bit worried. <laughs> this is Ronan, Taylor, okay. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, but it's harvest time and we must prepare our tribute for the tower. Oh. <laughs> the tower. You must come from a distant land indeed if you have not heard of the tower. I don't know of anyone who is not under its protection. Protection from what? The wraith. Ah, uh, of course. Naturally. Always the wraith. Is this tower close by? I will show you. Come. Is that geese in the background? Yeah, why didn't they, they pick up an energy signature from the second jumper? Yeah, as we see later, you think, how did they miss it? Oh, God, four new interactions. There. Well, that looks familiar, doesn't it? Is it my imagination, or does that look a lot like... The central spire of Atlantis? Yes. Hmm. Just in case you don't recognise it. (laughs) No, I was looking at the interactions, I didn't see it. I wasn't particularly talking to you, I was talking to the audience, you know. Go on, then read the interactions, huh? Matthew Romero says, at least it's not Inferno. Well, that one is just terrible. Again, it had potential, but they chose boobs over content on that one. I see nothing wrong with that. I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yes, <laughs> that's a strange comment. <laughs> Brad retweeted it. And, oh God, here we go. I pity the other road users at his time because my arms are going to be swinging. Okay. The Tower, Season 2, Episode 15 of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast, Episode 221. The episode was directed by Andy Makita and written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully. The episode had its world premiere in Canada December the 19th, 2005. It was uh, premiered in the US February the 3rd, 2006. We got it in the UK February the 8th, the Swedes June the 29th, 2007. And Japan November the 17th. Like two years later? Yes. Plenty of series that had episodes of the same name. Hogan's Heroes. Baywatch, Wire Service, Mr. Novak, The Record Keeper, Da Vinci's Demons, and Once Upon a Time. Believe it or not, they had a handler for the ducks. <laughs> and they had to be very careful because they had claws and they had to look like alien ducks. <laughs> you don't think you've got to be taught how to handle a duck safely. No. I have never seen a Wraith ship. They have not come from any generations. But Good God, and you're still paying tribute to yeah. demonstrate this power to his people. Oh. <laughs> We'd really like to meet this... Uh... Lord Protector. That may prove difficult. Only members of the royal court are allowed in the tower. Perhaps they would consider making an exception just this once. Sounds like a very good protection racket going on. Yeah. Yeah. Keep smiling like that, Taylor. He'll do anything you want. He's that, sir. We call them drones. We've used them to defend Earth and Atlantis, but we can really use some more. And not only that, if these people have working drones, they must also have a ZPM. Yes, so tread lightly. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this technology is no longer operational. I'll know more if I can get a little closer, take some readings. Do you think this Eldred is telling the truth? I assume it's now nighttime. Well, maybe on this planet. Yeah. They are on different planets. 
They don't all operate at the same time. I realise that, but normally it's a operator in there. They're, they're gone for some CSI light level there. <laughs> I don't know. Feudal society doesn't fit the profile. Why would the ancients want to lord over a bunch of simple farmers? I don't know. Either way, we should talk with them. Agreed. Well, come on, John. You're not ancients, but you can control the technology. This is as close as I dare bring you. I take it people like you don't get invited up for barbecues too often. I love this. This guy's called Baldrick. Really? Yes. <laughs> Played by Richard Cahan, Canadian actor. He's recently been in Mentalist, 4400, Eureka, Smallville and Supernatural. Mm. Well, it's nearly iPad. They look like bad guys. Who are these guys? Soldiers from the tower. Oof. Oh, that's a good backhander, that is. Let's butt in. Mm -hmm. We don't know how uh, this world works, but we know best. I'm a constable of the Lord Protector's Guard, and this village scum dared to defy me. Ooh. It's clear we're going to have to make an example. I don't think so. Please, Colonel. It's my fault. Look, he wants to be whipped. Let him. <laughs> You're sorely mistaken. Constable. You may stand down. He looks familiar. Oh, yes. Peter Woodward. Is it? Oh, it is. Yes. Bloody from yes. Crusade. Well, obviously. Son of <laughs> Edward Woodward. The mini equalizer. <laughs> My name is Otho. I have the honor to be Chamberlain to the Lord Protector. I like him. He's, he's a good actor. Yeah. Good character actor. He's got a tricorder. So armed. Well. I guess we'll have to be on our way then. He's recently been in Fringe, Crusade, Charmed, Brimstone. I'm afraid it's too late for that. Quite a nifty little outfit as well. Mm. Take this one. Please, Colonel, don't resist. Lord Protector sees all. He does, you know. <laughs> Invite them all. No need to be picky. But I suppose you're going to need a demonstration. <laughs> yeah, no. telling Ronan not to resist is like telling Taylor not to have boobs. <laughs> I never know the drones made noise. Well, they're only used in space. Okay. And they actually got to blow a real cart up. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he says the special effects guys live for days like this. Hmm. Some of the people here may not survive the next strike. I'm not sure if you survived this one. So we have evil Galen. Ah, Brad replied, Rodney's at his arrogant best. To be honest with you, I don't think Ronan really needs weapons. No. We are not supposed to be here. If the soldiers come... Relax, I'm almost done. Rodney, come in. <laughs> interruptions, interruptions. We have a problem. They took Colonel Shepard. What? Who did? Soldiers from the tower. They confiscated our weapons. Why, you let them? <laughs> we didn't exactly have much of a choice. All right, I'm on my way back. Is he still wearing his cabin, though? Mm. Has he got a sword in? Well, that's pretty good shooting. I mean, if it was their intention to scare people and not actually kill anybody. Look, these are farmers. They've got weapons all over the place. Mm -hmm. Are you all right? Taylor sounds remarkably panicked. I'm here. Did you find anything with your scans? As a matter of fact, I did. There's definitely an active ZPM, but it's barely registering, so it's hard to say whether it's uh, depleted or just not drawing much power right now. 
This was shot on the second day of filming compared to the other scenes, which were first day. You'll notice that the sun isn't present for these scenes. Yep. It looks a lot colder, and it was the beauty of a Canadian summer. Hmm. It's hard to say without more detailed analysis, but it could very well be comparable in size to Atlantis itself. Doesn't really surprise me. Yes, that does, again, look familiar. Yeah. The set dressers went nuts. <laughs> Suit of armor in the background as well. Candelabras, shields. And that's one hell of a big axe as well as decoration. Oh, yeah. It's a nice axe. Well, look who it is. Come try ya! Jay Brazau. Come try ya. Well, you remember him from playing Harlan? He built the robot SG-1s. Oh. They go in for ruffles, don't they? You mean it's Gronny Halley? Hello. Oh. Oh, it's Sting. <laughs> you there. Approach. He ran around in a loincloth. There seems to be a lot of the upper class, really. Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel John Shepard. I know who you are. I saw you in the village. You did? I see all that I need to see within my domain. Oh, cool. Yes. We don't have that. It's maybe a function of the chair that they've never actually explored. Your friends, they are concerned about you. Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm a little concerned about me too. I mean, um, I'm a prisoner, right? A show of force was necessary for the benefit of the villagers. He keeps them from getting ideas. <laughs> yes, ideas. Dangerous ideas. Great, can I go then? Father, I must object. This man should be punished. He challenged one of our constables. One of our constables? Forgive me. One of your constables. Lieutenant Colonel, it would be my pleasure that you dine with us this evening. As they said, they wanted this kind of cartoonish, over-the-top look for the show. The costuming department, you know, pretty much allowed him to go uh, go nuts, as it was. You know, the sun reminds me of the... I forget the name of the episode, original series. This guy who puts the crew through a series of tests and turns out to be a kid. Trelane. Yes. One thing's for certain, these people are no ancients. <laughs> they begin uh, to red velvet. <laughs> That's a boudoir. It's velour. Were they using any other technology? Well, not that I can see. They've turned the control room into a gallery for royal audiences. There are some systems that seem to be operational, but I think they're just running on automatic. Are you certain you are in no immediate danger? I don't think so. They don't have me under guard, and they've even given me my own room. I don't like it. Say we call the troops and get you out. I don't think it would work, even if we tried. Look, the combination of the hologram technology and a healthy supply of drones, they pick us off pretty easily. Yeah, we figured that out, McKay, don't worry. Yep. Even John probably figured that out. <laughs> He's better off than you at the moment. Mm. Those candles look dangerous. Now, you, you see, that tower looks huge compared to the original map painting where it didn't. Mm-hmm. I suppose it could be advanced alien flame retardant material. Possibly. Or not. No, they probably had a little villager weave it mm. and thanked him by not blowing them up. Yes. <laughs> Bread and gruel, which was actually... Very watered-down soup. Mm. 
<laughs> Go on. Oh, isn't that cute? They're holding hands. <laughs> Rodney and Ronan. That they bless the Lord Protector, that he may ever watch over us. Eldred is played by David Bloom. He's been in Tomorrow People, Almost Human, Fringe, Arctic Air, and way back, MacGyver. It is generous of you to remember the Lord Protector in your prayers, especially after what happened this afternoon. It is unfortunate. But the soldiers serve the tower. Now, that looks a bit wrong. They've got simple wooden bowls, but mm-hmm. they've got stainless steel cutlery. Well, maybe the noble is somewhat generous. And Petra is played by Anna Kummer. Mm. She's been in Eureka, Smallville, Reaper, John Doe, and does a hell of a lot of voice work. Whoa! <laughs> now, this does kind of reinforce the uh, different lifestyles these two populations are experiencing. <laughs> are you a leg or breast man? <laughs> I've never known anyone called Lieutenant Colonel before. What does it mean? Not his name, you simpleton. His rank. My apologies. That's all right. I usually stand on ceremony anyway. How about you just call me John? <laughs> all right, John. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> She's a bit forward. Yes, well, you get a few nobles. He's a fop. Have we introduced him? <laughs> Tobias, played by Brendan Bezier, an American actor. He's been in Fringe, Reaper, The Dead Zone, and Dark Angel. He's an American actor? Did they run out of Canadian? <laughs> Maybe because I've never known anything else. I don't think that any of us would deny that the life of peasants can be difficult. But how much worse would it be if they fell victim to the wraith? To the wraith. That's a spirit. I suspect that the majority of the people here have no idea. They're probably just as ignorant as the villagers. Perhaps only the Lord Protector and his Chamberlain actually know how everything works. I mean, they rise up from the ground, but has anybody bothered to go down there and check it out? You mean the catacombs? Yeah, whatever you call them. They're dark and filthy. Why would anyone want to go down there? <laughs> My lord, nothing is it be. Take him to his chambers. We have heard of that. I'm not surprised, though, if that's why they eat. Yeah. Yes. What's wrong with him? He'll be all right. It isn't the first time this has happened. One wonders, uh, is Galen uh, going with the Grand Vizier approach? You don't have to keep calling him Galen. Call him Otho. That is his character's name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we get the, the son, unconcerned. <laughs> well, yes, because the Grand Vizier will look after him. Well, that was a particularly unsatisfying meal. We should be honoured that those with so little would wish to share with us. Oh, I'm honoured. I'm honoured and hungry. Seriously, we should be feeding them. We've got better food in our emergency rations. I'm not sure that they would accept it. They are a proud people. Poor oh, Rodney. <laughs> His stomach will be rumbling. That could change. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute. We need to be careful, right? We have no idea who's watching, remember? And we are supposed to be keeping a low profile, not starting a revolution. You cannot seriously believe that this is a just society. It is a society that has not been called by the Wraith in a long time. That much, we know for sure. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, where are they? This hook scene was shot on location in the village. Hmm. They just basically put a black cover over one of the huts to simulate the night time. Hang on. Is this Rodney arguing against interfering? Rodney! <laughs> Am I disturbing you? He has a guest. This looks promising. That is certainly (laughs) an interesting outfit. The term plunging neckline applies. It's not an outfit, it's a robe. My eyes are being drawn, I don't know why. There's a matter of great importance my father wishes to discuss with you. Perhaps in the morning. 
Mara is played by Chelen Simmons. She's a Canadian actress. She's been in L.A. Complex, Kyle XY, Psych, The Collector, more recently in Hannibal. Wait for it. Oh, dear. Shepard's back in Kirk mode. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even doing anything and they're just, well, what can you say? Daddy woman. <laughs> and again. It's, it's not that, it's just... Jesus, enthusiastic. <laughs> ah, John's into this now. <sighs> what you said at dinner, did you mean it? Absolutely. What did I say again? About the villagers. My brother thinks it's a sign of weakness, but I know that it means you'll be a great ruler someday. Well done, John. <laughs> I assume the actress has an IQ somewhere above 50. Yes, I think she's playing a part. What are you talking about? My father has promised that if we are married, the succession will fall to me. They had a few questions about a costume. They had a choice of something very sheer, which showed a lot of skin, mm -hmm. or something that more demure, and then the naked reveal. I think either way would have worked. Indeed. Uh, come in, please. Seems that uh, certain people around here have somehow uh, gotten the wrong idea about me. About Mara came to visit me last night. You must forgive her forward behavior, Colonel. Forward behavior? Is that what you call it? <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? As I said, they wanted this character to have the look of a scientist, an educated man. You know, the parchments, the, uh, the jars with all the uh, specimens in. It's my duty to study them in order to determine the best possible match for every member of the royal house so that we may maintain the integrity of those bloodlines. This is necessary because only one of the royal blood can control the throne chair, which in turn controls the weapon that protects us from the wraith. Yes, basically, he's probably the only one in the tower that actually does any work. Most people, when they see the throne chair activated for the first time, react as though they've seen some kind of magic. But you, you didn't bat an eye. What's more, you have in your blood the very gene for which our royal family has been so selectively bred all these generations. <laughs> He's not stupid. I scanned you shortly after we met, remember? So should we drop a brief thing of the appropriate Queen song in there? <laughs> I wouldn't have thought there were that many of them to selectively breed. Mm. The ability of each new Lord Protector to control the throne chair, it is no longer a certainty. Well, then maybe it's time to start thinking about a new system of government. You have observed the inequalities of our society and you disapprove. Yeah. Perhaps if you had looked more among the villagers, they were probably too arrogant and too uh, worried about losing control to actually mm -hmm. breed outside of the uh, small royal circle. Yep. You had to put someone with three legs, four eyes and no hands. <laughs> yeah. In you is stronger than it has been in any recorded member of the royal family for 300 years. You sent Mara in my room. I didn't have to. But still strangely attractive to somebody who was looking to marry up. Mm. Right now, Tavius is next in line. But the possibility that his sister might one day bear children with superior genetic makeup to him or his progeny, that will always be a threat. So, if the old man dies... Precisely. And his condition grows worse every day. This isn't a bad job, John. You know. I think the subtitle didn't spell it properly. It felt it years, and I'm sure we should have added a few H's in there. 
like I said, I do like listening to Peter Woodward. I mean, he was fantastic in Fringe as one of the observers. I must rewatch that at some point. I don't recall him as one of the observers. Well, he came in late in fifth season. It's hard to sort of uh, notice Peter when he's not really talking and he's just one of about 20 bald men. I love it. Poor Carson had to lug all his gear from the <laughs> from the Stargate and then finally Ronan helps him out and just lifts it as if it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it is probably nothing, but well acted there, my uh, Paul. Hmm. Without the drone chair, they're just a bunch of primitive thugs with axes and knives. Axes and knives can cause damage, Rodney. You know what I mean. Great. All right. This walk and talk was filmed by Nathaniel Massey, once again using the Steadicam. They were planning on doing a crane shot, yep. but they ended up scrubbing that. Well, Massey's someone who could casually lift up Paul's equipment as though it weighed nothing. <laughs> you can lift you, all you, as well. You can carry the Steadicam about. <laughs> I don't wonder, is there anything in the pack or did they just bulk it out with Palestine? <laughs> this guy isn't as stupid as he acts. Hmm. He does look stupid. He offered. What was I supposed to say? Just be careful, Chamberlain. Remember your place. And remember our arrangement. What about the Colonel? I'll deal with him when the time comes. No, he's corrupt. An arrangement. I'll take my glue off and slap him in the face. I challenge you to a duel. Okay, you get a sword. I'll get an MP5. <laughs> this is it. All right. Let's do it. This looks remarkably like the hole used in it probably the SG1 episode. the hole used in the SG1 episode. <laughs> Never throw away a good hole when you need it. You may need it. It's perfectly safe. <laughs> Actually, the catacombs are prone to earthquakes. Oh, they are? Oh, now you tell me. Three village children died in a cave-in just last year. Well, that was a little one, wasn't it? I thought it was a superstition thing. Oh, no. The danger's quite real. Why would it be a superstition, Rodney? Come on. You normally expect the worst. He's anemic, and both his liver and kidneys seem to be malfunctioning, but he's not running a temperature, so I don't think it's an infection. I'll need to run some more tests. I won't talk to him. Right now, he needs to rest. Carson. He's not lucid at all. Stop whispering, everybody. <laughs> you can still probably hear you. I am authorised by the Lord Protector to speak with you on his behalf. Please come this way. That's handy. Yes. Oh, nice. Ooh. Jumpers, rather. Yeah. Decrepit-looking jumpers. Well, they probably haven't been flown for a couple of centuries. Do you know what this is? You tell me. It's a flying machine. We've had this conversation. Yep. It ran out of power a long time ago. It does seem... There's a big mystery why there's a duplicate Atlantis on this planet. Hmm. You know, obviously the Wraith haven't found it, but why would the ancients leave it? Unfortunately, aside from a few trinkets and useless relics, all we have left is the throne chair. I mean, maybe, maybe the plague killed them off, but they would not leave that city intact. What if I told you there was a way around that? A way to protect the planet without worrying about all these royal bloodlines or any of that crap? That's impossible. What if it wasn't? Such talk is dangerous. You can't watch everyone all the time. Well, he's not watching anybody at the moment, is he? No, but the song <laughs> could be. I don't think anybody's allowed to use that chair, apart from the law protector. You know. The... And does Tobias really strike you as someone that would let that stop him? Well, somebody would tell. It's in the middle of the throne room. You know, it's not tucked away like uh, the Atlantis chair is. Mm. 
You give it to the people in the village, half of them will be able to control the throne chair, no problem. You're talking about revolution. I'm talking about survival. What's going to happen when the royal family can't protect this planet anymore? Nothing, because the Wraith haven't been seen for a few generations. Well, let me sit in the chair. <laughs> what do you want in return? What he said. Go ahead. Yes, once again, the limitations of the radios play well into the plot. <laughs> Not getting very good reception down here. Sam, have you found anything yet? We've only just made our way into the city. Look, may be able to swing a little deal here. Drones in exchange for gene therapy. I just need to know how many they have left. All right, I'm on it. Let's go. Yeah, but if, you know, the swap or the drones, what have they got to defend themselves? They may need them all. Kind of defeats a purpose. It's an earthquake. All right, well, let's just keep moving. Ooh, a little bit of shake. Why aren't they, why aren't they Donkey Kong? Mm -hmm. <laughs> more whispering. Yes. Colonel Shepard, I've completed my examination of the Lord Protector, and I'm afraid there's nothing I can do for him. He's dying. How much time does he have? It could happen any day now, but there's something else. The reason he's dying is because he's been poisoned. What? Aye. He's been poisoned. I've got a tweet from Brad. What? A sister city to Atlantis, yet nothing in the database? And Wraith haven't stolen hyperdrive off it? Mm. <laughs> Quite right. This episode was originally uh, entitled Sister City, before they came up with the tower. Mark also replied... This episode bugged me for years. A copy of Atlantis sat there waiting for the right to come along and capture. <laughs> Drone storage! Oh, I don't understand. Okay, those brilliant lights that magically rise up into the sky and destroy the Wraith ships, they're not magic. They're uh, real, physical objects. They're, they're projectile weapons. Incredibly powerful projectile weapons. Wow, we should be impressed how strong Rodney is by opening that door. That's probably being... Roosted shut for two centuries. I can't see anything. Okay, hold on. It's a working ZPM in here, so it should just be a matter of... Well, they had one, at least, this morning. You would have thought Rodney would go straight to the ZBM room to see if there was more than one. Oh, okay. <laughs> They've got a few. A few. <laughs> yeah, bear in mind you've seen this recently, I haven't. <laughs> okay. There are still a few left. <laughs> yeah... Bit of an understatement. Why don't we turn the power back off? Uh, maybe a bit late for that. <laughs> of, of course, we're going to get trapped in the city. <laughs> what else could happen? <coughs> Is there another way out? Technically, no. That's the only way out of this section. Uh, right, could have access to Asgard Beaming technology. Colonel Shepard, it's McKay. Come in, please. Ronan, Caleb, please respond. Anybody? Yeah, that's gonna... <laughs> yeah, the radio wasn't working very well last time. Okay. We may need to panic a little. Ooh, I'd step back from there, lad. Hmm. Who's in front of him? How did he get around behind him? Fast up like that. <laughs> Ducked under the camera. There must be more than one way out of a section. Yeah, it's weird. Teleporty door thingy. I bring this pathetic tribute to the Lord Protector and I'll be whipped for my insolence. This is all we could spare. Well, then maybe there's something besides food that you can offer. You may recognise the constable as Mark Gibbon, 
He was Mazel in four episodes of SG-1 and also the first version of Thor. Hello. <laughs> me, me again. Four into one. That's not fair. Yeah. Get some more guys. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> Thank you. Got a weapon. Ooh. Oh, did he just cut his throat? He just cut his throat. <laughs> Bloody hell. Now there's going to be some problems. You were upset, Ronan, but mm, maybe not the right move. Colonel Shepard, we have a problem in the village. There has been an altercation. <laughs> Taylor, you have a talent for understatement. <laughs> Should be auxiliary control. Yes. Do you want to turn more power on? That's amazing. The layout of this place is almost identical. Identical to what? Never mind. Have we actually seen this set on Atlantis, though? Mm-hmm. It doesn't look familiar. On the bright side, I mean, they can probably afford to build at least one new set because it's not like they weren't using anything that they had got already. <laughs> and Eutavius was cruel and vindictive, but to want to murder his own father. Raising children can be very dangerous. Key is, we don't let him succeed to the throne. We need to talk to the Lord Protector. Yes. Royal siblings knocking off the parents. How unusual. Actually, the last simple game I played was How Would You Die in Game of Thrones? <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> you must leave now. Tavius will arrest Mara and anyone he considers was conspiring with her, and that includes you. What about the villagers? He'll kill them all, burn the place to the ground. Then where do you get your food from? It's just one village. You know, obviously there must be dozens of villagers in this immediate area. So there are quite many villages. Yes. Look, this is the gene therapy we're talking about. You can take it to the people and tell them what it means. You don't have to be slaves to this royal bloodline anymore. Well, this may be too late. Tavius will consider this to be treason. <laughs> I love it. And if the soldiers support him... Yeah. The bells. The bells. What's that mean? It means news of the Lord Protector's death is already spreading. The court is being called to assemble in the throne room. Go now. Before it's too late. Um, Colonel. It, it's news at 10 with Trevor Brooking. <laughs> Actually, a cast iron bell in the tower. Now, I can see what he's thinking. This is interesting. Looks like the ZPM's almost depleted. What? The ZPM, it's, um... Yeah. Now, Rodney, normally, he's always up for nicking it. <laughs> Any hint that there's a ZPM on the planet, Rodney's off. So we can't send a message? No, my radio won't work because we're too far underground. Oh, leaves us only one option. What about the subspace transmitters of the city itself? Needs power. They've got power. They've got very little power. They've got enough to light the place. Surely they've got enough to send a signal. You should not have killed the constable. Somebody had to do something. Now more soldiers will come. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he'll kill them. Fight. And if the Lord Protector uses the throne chair, we'll deal with that. It's too late to argue, Eldred. What's done is done. The Lord Protector will take his revenge on all of us. And if we're going to die, I would rather die fighting. Good for you, woman. You tell him. Good Celtic approach. There seems to be a lot of women in this village. I don't think Eldred's a coward, but certainly been beaten down over the years. John, what are you still doing here? I'm looking all over for you. You have to leave now. I know. I, I want you to come with me. We both know what's going to happen. If you stay here, I can find a safe place for you to go. John... See, now that outfit isn't flattering at all compared to the last one. It's more flattening than flattering. It doesn't sort of lift and separate. That won't be necessary. 
gloat mode engaged. Mara is perfectly safe now. Tavius has been arrested for the murder of the Lord Protector. And I've taken the gene therapy. That's good news. You. Oh dear. Really should have got out while you had the chance. <laughs> what the hell is this? Who's the bad guy then? You're the bad guy. But your colleagues in the village forced my hand. They're inciting an uprising. And as the new Lord Protector, that is something that I just can't have. And she's in on it as well. She knows which side of her bread is buttered. I told you he was a Grand Vizier. <laughs> just because he's missing the goatees in disguise. Sorry, Van Dyke. <laughs> hey, it's a new kind of tell. Get up, Carson. Got a right, sir. That's probably Elizabeth Squall who's redressed. Wait outside. I'll have your head for this, Chamberlain. You are in no position to make threats. Is it really necessary to insult me further by imprisoning me with these people? We're not the ones who committed murder. Murder. True. There is only one murderer in this room. Isn't that right, Otho? That takes me straight back to Taggart. <laughs> I hear the word murder in a Scottish accent. It's a rather pleasant cell, isn't it, really? <laughs> Furnishings and sofas. Otho, on the other hand, is always making elaborate studies of things, topics you and I might find boring, but which sometimes can turn out to be quite useful. Yes, very useful. All sorts of knowledge on slow-acting poisons. Hmm. I have no choice. I offered to guarantee him the succession. In return, he would spare Mara's life. Oh, but you're leaving out the best part. Once I assumed the throne, Mara was to be given to Otho as his wife. All she had to do was bat her eyes at him a couple of times, and the fool was hooked. Oh, oh that's what he wanted. That must have annoyed him, though, when she went to John. And so we will. Only now, she won't be marrying a lowly servant. But Come on, Otho. <laughs> She's had John. Intergalactic don't want. I really need to stop making house calls. <laughs> yes, you do, Carson. You just uh, you have the worst look. And I'd like to say things are going to improve for you in the future, Carson, but sadly. Blow a hole straight up to the surface. Assuming I can get it to fly in a straight line. I've never actually done anything like this before. And that's the, uh, the prop they had uh, in Rising. As I said, it looks fantastic when it's flying and CGI'd, but... The actual physical prop looks a bit lame. Yeah. Well, not for very long. Step back a few uh, more steps, because if this goes wrong... <laughs> I prefer to imagine the first possibility. Oh, yes, yes, the power of positive thinking. Very good. While you do that, I will rely on my experience and expertise. You said you'd never done this before. General, expertise. Will you be quiet while I do this? And the fact that I'm fundamentally a coward, therefore I'm not willing to risk my own life. <laughs> He's moved forward again. Whoop, there we go. Oh. That actually isn't a bad practical effect. Oh, really quick. Oh. I can't believe that worked. What happened to positive thinking? I lied. This is McKay's. Anyone reading? Rodney, where have you been? <laughs> I have been trapped underground by an earthquake that blocked off all one exit from this section of the city. That's where I've been. I mean, that, that makes you wonder, when we've seen the, the drones attack ships, is that how they destroy them? They just basically burrow right through them. That's right. No, 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 it's fine. While learning your beloved friend has nearly died and continues to face the imminent threat of death, your first concern is for the ZPM? It's only natural! Yes, we know where you are. It's John that's in trouble. Colonel Shepard and Dr. Beckett are no longer responding to our radio calls. As well, there is a good possibility that the Lord Protector is about to launch a drone attack on this village. If that happens... 
Everyone here will die. Settle down, Rodney. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> you could escape. The way that dress hangs, it looks like she's yeah. pregnant. Leave us. No, I just I just wanted a good time. It's so boring. <laughs> I'm really sorry, John. No, oh, please. Don't play the sweet little innocent here. Yep. <laughs> I never meant for you to get hurt. Then help us get out of here. I can't, but I may be able to convince Arthur to spare your lives. That would be a good start. Yes, listen to him this time, John. You must tell your friends to leave before it's too late. For his first act as Lord Protector, Ortho intends to destroy the entire village using the throne chair so that no other villages will ever rise up against him again. You see, if he wasn't going to do that, yep. they could just walk away. Actually could be friends with these people. I already know all that. Look, unfortunately, I am cut off from the ZPM. There's got to be something you can do. I'm working on it. Work faster. <laughs> I like the way yeah. they actually do use ZPM and ZPM. Mm. Uh. Is it a little bit nervous? All hail the king. The king is dead. Long move the king. <laughs> Evil. Evil. Oh my. He's really... <laughs> That gene therapy has really turned up the evil whole notch, hasn't it? They actually think they can stand against me. Alright, I think I've got something. According to my readings, the ZPM is nearly depleted. If we can activate enough systems simultaneously, it might drain power completely, thus rendering the drones inert. So do it! Oh, I can't! I don't have access to enough systems to throw that kind of power! I need something really big! <laughs> That's what Mora was thinking, we saw you. Alright. How about the Star Drive? City's just like Atlantis, right? A city that was designed to fly. Yeah, see? You want me to fly the city right up out of the ground? Yeah, again, makes you wonder why they didn't fly the damn thing away. Rodney, it's you or the village. The needs of the many, etc., etc. Yeah. Well, this place is pretty unstable. I fire off the engines, but vibrations alone could cause the whole thing to come down on us. It's a risk we're going to have to take. <laughs> we're going to have to we? take. We? What's this we stuff? <laughs> Hail face. Uh, here we go. That seems a little excessive. But surely once the drones have fired, they draw power. From internal yeah. generators. Yeah, you'd, you'd think so. But as we've seen, the drones, they're not fully automated. They are controlled from the chair. So if they remove the power from the chair, that, I suppose, is a scientific theory behind losing control. <laughs> Look him in. <laughs> Let's go. What about him? Forget about him. Sorry, wee man. Sorry, wee man. Nice. <laughs> I've got an act. They've got drones. No worries. Come over, man. We're all gonna die, man. <laughs> At least they're making a stand. So they'll die upright. <laughs> I want that job throwing dirt on them. And the lights go out one by one. Unfortunately, they sent all the children out to the village and they all got hit by falling debris. Well, this is better, I guess. You're out of power in every sense of the word. <laughs> Me. You've ruined my plans all too often. You and your meddling kids. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. This is your doing. Seize them! You're only Lord Protector if you can control the chair. You said it yourself. 
it's over. You don't have to bow down to this man, Octavius, or anyone else. Again, the sound effects department really going to town. Yeah. Funny, you made me bleed my own blood. Octavius <laughs> was right about one thing. I do have a fair knowledge of poisons. Bloody quick acting. <laughs> One thing on the commentary, Andy McKeach and Paul Mully, normally they said they don't really like this ending, which allows the hero to kill the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Got the drones, got a few jumpers, I even got the girl. You got the girl? Well, I mean, I could have got the girl, I turned her down. <laughs> No, you didn't. No, you did not. <laughs> My guess is you had seconds. Yeah. An IDC if they need to reach us. We also offered to help them come up with a new way of running things when the time comes. Did you not be a king? <laughs> Turn that down too. He's had a pretty good two days, I've got to admit. That last scene, I was going to say that last final scene, seemed a bit redundant. <laughs> that last scene was directed by the first AD, Nico Sachet. The episode was running a little short. Funny moment as well. You know, Elizabeth, we needed a bit more Elizabeth in this episode. She didn't get much of a look in. Yeah. Maybe she had a long meeting with wardrobe and say, get me clothes that actually fit. <laughs> yeah, it's just this once. Yeah. I've got this one T-shirt and that's it. So, you know, despite complaints about the episode, which I disagree with Brad on, I quite enjoyed that. That was fun. Oh, format. Maybe that's why people didn't like it. Maybe, yeah. Another tweet by Brad. Cliché British double-cross plot. Yes, of course, British, what do you expect? And auxiliary control room, such a nice set. Yet we never see it again. It does look SGU familiar, though. Technically, he says thou, but he's probably on our space. Yes, that's why I said though. Ah, I see. Well, I thought it might have been a link back to the tweet of a British. Oh. <laughs> thou, and sort of the whole medieval thing. <laughs> that's where my head is. My head's actually in about six different places right now. Totally understandable. As we said, though, the tower, I think, who was it? It was uh, Matthew, and he says it could have been a good episode. Well, yeah, they probably could have done more work on it. It got pretty bad rating on Gateworld, just one and a half stars. But as you said, it there was a lot of fun elements in it. And again, production-wise, top-notch. Location work, the CGI work, the matte paintings and the matte extensions were absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the villagers look like proper serfs. They did rather look run down. Yeah, you surf. Come on, we have a surf called Baldrick. What more do you need? Yes, that's inspired naming of a character. Well, it's a, it's an homage. In hindsight, it was obvious why they didn't bother having McKay go searching for the ZPM. As it turned out, it was uh, virtually drained anyway. So these people, if the Wraith do come along, are screwed pretty much either way. Yep. Why we never hear of them again. They're all helpful and hopeful and... They don't realise quite how... What the hell? What? I just see Alison's post on the Facebook group. Sort of the crew as Hello Kitty dolls. <laughs> That's just disturbing on many levels. Oh, and yet another interaction. He forgot to say on guard from Brad. Oh, he's probably... Uh, I don't know which fight is he on about. <laughs> probably Ronan. Yeah, it would be Ronan's because Ronan's is the only one where they both actually have blades. Well, yeah, Ronan was very like Melinda May on... Agents of Shield. Why would I bring a gun? I can always take one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, they're faffing about with that in a very bizarre fashion. It's on for two weeks, then it misses for the entire Soki Olympics, then it comes back on, 
for a week and then buggers off for another three weeks. Yeah, they really don't deserve anybody watching them, the way they muck about with schedules. Also, watch, although Watch have been showing Babylon 5, thanks to the free Babylon 5 campaign, they've been editing it. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It is most annoying. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. The 2014 Leo Award nominations have just been announced. As you may expect, there are quite a few former Stargate actors and production people on the shortlist this year. And I'll name a few. The link to the Leos will be in the show notes, so peruse at your leisure. Michael Shanks, Ryan Robbins, Andy Makita, Alessandro Giuliani, Paul Mully, Joseph Malozzi, Ben Cotton, Jennifer Spence, Catherine Isabel, Michelle Harrison, Michael Eklund, Ben Ratner and Christopher Heyerdahl. Congratulations to all of them. We had a little discussion going for last week's episode on our Facebook page. Miles kicked off with... I think I choked up a little seeing the Prometheus and its captain go out. Brad posted, I meant Cromwell, not Coldwell. Captain Monotone, laugh out loud. Which I believe was a reference to his Prometheus segment. GateTech Alpha 6 posted, Alas, the flying office block we love so much has gone. And yes, it was more to incompetence than anything else. She just sat there. I replied, I rewatched the Battlestar Galactica miniseries on Saturday, and there was Barkley Hope in command of the Colonial One. It didn't blow up. GateTech also started a thread on the merits of the Prometheus. Worth a read if you are a Facebook user. Links to the group on the website or just search for GateCast. And over on our Google Plus page, Mac asked the important question, What happened to the F-302s and how did they get home? Well, I assume the Daedalus or more likely the Odyssey picked them up, but the show didn't really go into any details. Who knows, they may be stranded there. But I think we can assume they landed at an airstrip, fuel could have been obtained or delivered by a starship, and then flown back to orbit and transited home. Birthday time. Uh, Not so many birthdays this week, but a few you may want to keep your eye on, which will begin on the 29th with the birthday of April Tellick, who played Salis in a couple of episodes of Stargate SG-1, more recently seen in Robson Arms and Hell on Wheels. On the 29th, Bruce Harwood will be celebrating. He played Dr. Osborne in the SG-1 episode Frozen, and is perhaps best known for his time on the X-Files and the spin-off The Lone Gunman. And finally, on May the 2nd, we have the big cheese himself, Mr. Brad Wright, co-creator of the Stargate TV franchise and producer-writer through Children of the Gods to the Stargate Universe finale. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason, then please do so. We can be contacted via our website, which is gatecast.co.uk, and our email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook and Google Plus as Gatecast, and on Twitter we are at the Gatecast, which is one word. We can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. Now back to the show. Okay then, that was The Tower. Next week, return to SG-1 for Off The Grid. Oh, we're unplugging. Yeah. Uh, Hope you join us for that. Till then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Indeed. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Yeah.